Hey there. Welcome to The Review, the Instagram Live podcast where Kendama news and culture is shared over the warmth of coffee. My name is Adam, but my followers know me as Cafe Kendama on Instagram. In the past five years of playing Kendama, I've met quite a few amazing individuals, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of them. In this show, you'll hear their stories, the behind the scenes of Kendama companies, and what goes on in the minds of some of the world's best Kendama players, because Kendama is more than just a ball in a cup. So, make sure your cup is full, and let's dive into this week's review. Good morning, Instagram Cafe here. Super excited. Today is review day, and it is episode eight, The Drip on Parker Johnson. We're going to be diving into who he is, his Kendama playstyle, and what goes into making a creative Kendama edit as well. I'm really excited for this episode, and if you're not familiar with the review, this is my Instagram podcast where we talk about Kendama. for this morning's episode of Preview. Parker just joined in. We're gonna get him in here in the live in about four minutes here. Um, but as you're joining in, drop a comment below what you're drinking this morning as you're tuning in to this episode of Preview. Um, as you're doing that, today is a really, really special day for me in a, in a couple things. One, today is my nephew Judah's ninth birthday. And this morning was super, super special for him already. Uh, he he got his own, very own professional Kendama. He got a Liam Router Pro Mod that he was super stoked on. And Liam even sent in a quick 15 second video to him, which blew his mind that someone that is a pro Kendama player who's competing at the highest level would go out of his way to send in a quick five or 15 second video. And so that was super encouraging for him. He's wearing his kendama around his neck. It's so exciting for me to see my nephew pick up kendama like that. So a little surprise and secret, because I don't know if you can hear me right now. At the end of this episode, we're going to get Parker and myself to invite Judah into my room here, because he's with me. Uh, he's here in the house. And we're going we're gonna to surprise him with a little birthday surprise from the review. So if you guys stick around till the end of this episode, which I hope you do, uh, we're, we're going to fill the chat with lots of happy birthdays for my nephew Judah today because he's just getting into Kendama and I want to invite him into the warm community that is Kendama. Um, aside from that though, uh, today is also a really cool day because we're doing a Kendama Jam here in Calgary this afternoon. So if any of you guys are in the Calgary or area, uh, which I don't know how many of you guys tuning in are right now aside from Lighthouse Flip, uh, we're going to be meeting at Riley Park downtown in Kensington area at 1 p.m. and we're going to be jamming. There's going to be a bunch of homies. We've got guys coming from Edmonton, Red Deer, Brooks, Cochrane, you name it. There's going to be about 10, 11, 12 of us or so and we're going to be doing a couple giveaways and stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But that said, let's get this brew view kicking. I want to know from those of you just joining in, what are you guys drinking this morning? Me, myself, I am drinking a nice AeroPress from Phil and Sebastian, which is a local roastery and coffee shop chain here in Calgary, and they are phenomenal. Like they're they're utterly outstanding. They're really cool and and one little interesting piece about them is they they do this like bar test for all of their baristas and it's like the most intense thing ever if you want to become a barista at one of their coffee shops. Uh, basically, as you apply to become a barista there, you have to pass the bar at Phil and Sebastian's. And what that means is you have to be able to complete three different drinks, I think it is, in a specific amount of time at a specific quality. And if you can't do that, then you can't serve coffee at their shop. So it's actually pretty intense and for a good reason. A lot of their baristas have gone on to win World Barista Championships or the Canadian National Championship. So these guys know what's up when it comes to coffee and I am stoked to be drinking an AeroPress made with their beans. That said, hey Parker, do you want to throw in a request to go live and we will get started here in a hot minute. As Parker throws in that request to go live and I get him in here, uh, two things for you guys to remember. One, there's two great ways to connect in these review episodes. First off, uh, in the chat, I want to see you guys interacting with one another, commenting on what's going on so that I can get an idea on where I should lead this conversation with Parker. 
Secondly, if you have questions that you want me to ask Parker throughout this episode, put them into the Q&A tool at the bottom. That's the little rectangle with the question mark in it. Drop questions in there and there's two times throughout the episode that I'm going to stop and ask Parker questions that you guys have submitted throughout the episode, as well as questions that were submitted before the episode started. So that's a little heads up. I'm going to try and get Parker in here right now. And let's get today's review started. Dude, Trey, I would not forget up, the Carter Justice questions. Parker Johnson, welcome to the Brew View. How are you up, doing, man? man? I'm, uh, I'm good. How are you? Dude, I am doing so, so good. I am so stoked you're coming on this episode, and I'm super stoked that you're following up after Carter because Carter talked so much about you in his episode. So it's, it's a nice, like, piggyback off of last week's episode. Yeah, it's great. I, I watched that whole thing. It was great. I loved it. Dude, so I you're good. Drinking an AeroPress? I sure am. Yeah, from from Phil and Sebastian's. What are you drinking this morning? So I had a little cold brew this morning, and um, I I last night I celebrated my birthday with my family, and I got a I got an espresso machine. Here, hold on. Yo, I got Parker Johnson's birthday is also this weekend. Huge shout out to Parker, guys in the chat. Make sure you say happy birthday to Parker. Send him that kendama love. Here. Make sure Here. afterwards you share this video and tag him in it and say happy birthday. Yo, what kind of what kind of uh, espresso machine is that? That's dope. The DeLonghi. DeLonghi. Oh yeah, the DeLonghi. Those ones are actually good. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like those ones. On there too. So I am stoked. I just have. Uh, I used to just have a pot of coffee and then I got a French press. So I'm I'm kind of like. Dude, you're climbing the ladder. Upgrade. I'm really upgrading. Dude, right on. I'm, right I'm on. Stoked. I'm. I'm still a little old school. I, I typically will make my coffee one of two ways right now because I'm cheap. Uh, I'll make mm -hmm. it through Chemex and so I'll make a pour over or I'll do AeroPress if I want something like an, uh, an espresso based drink, like what I'm drinking this morning. So I made like an Americano of sorts this morning. Yeah. That no, said though, I Parker, just, no, go ahead. I was just playing spike ball earlier, earlier today and um, I felt like I just had to do a little uh, sparkling water because coffee is not great after like a little kind of workout almost so. you don't want to dry yourself out too much so, love it yeah. love it parker that said let's dive into today's episode um before we get into the meat of the conversation here today um i imagine most of the people tuning in know who you are because you're pretty infamous within the kanama community both as a player as a creative artist and someone who's just been involved but i think what most people when when i think at least when i think of who you are parker i think of you as the the guy who brings the party into every single room that he goes into the guy that you can't have a bad conversation with the guy that you can't have a bad time with because you're always looking out for the joy of other people you're always looking to make the room happier and and to just bring that kendama love to its roots. And so that's my perspective of you. And I hope that as we dive into this conversation today, that we, we kind of dive into who you are, what you think about kendama and, and who you actually are and diving into that journey a little bit. Um, but as we do that, I have three quick questions for you that I try to ask every guest that we bring on to the review. First yeah. off, what is your favorite way to drink coffee? Favorite way to drink coffee. So, so, I worked last summer. I worked at uh, Caribou Coffee for just a little bit. Just the Dude, summer. I've, I drank there uh, when I was at MKO my first year. You did? When we, uh, that was MKO 2018 when we were at the hotel. Uh, what, what was that? The Delta? And there was like a Caribou that was like just across the way. And I'd go there every morning and it was like Wyatt Bray and all the Kusa and Sweets team that was just like chilling there. We were all drinking coffee. It was unreal. Yeah, it's great. Um, and my favorite, my favorite drink there. Honestly, well, it depends on the season, okay? So, like, an iced latte with, like, or maybe an iced mocha if I'm feeling really sweet. But, like, an iced latte, honestly, is my favorite during the summer. And then during, like, the winter, I love a cappuccino. Or, like, a... Mm. Like a You're mm. speaking my language. Cappuccino yeah. is my go-to drink anytime I'm out. Yeah. That's, that's... It. like, when it's cold outside, I'm just, like, snuggling up. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get a cappuccino. Great. Love it. Love it. Okay, question number two. Uh, what is your favorite Dama trick? Whether it's one that you do personally or one that you, you've seen other people do that you're like, man, that's the coolest trick I've ever seen done. In a weird, maybe this is a cop-out, but I like doing a trick that nobody's done. 
Okay. So, so like, any trick that's new. Yes. So is that a is that a right is that a good answer? I it's a, it's definitely a unique answer. Uh, like I've heard that. all sorts of different things. Like Carter, I think said he's really into cloud bounce right now. Yeah, I uh, yeah, cloud bounce. Cloud bounce is tough, and it's like the it's like the trick to do right now. But in terms of like tricks that I like to post, I like to do a trick that is nobody's seen before or something that like is unique, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's what I post. But when I'm like just chilling and hanging out, I like turntables or like mm -hmm. balance. Those Dude, I, I am always inspired by your turntables. I've been trying to hit a turntable line all like the past two weeks. I've been getting close. It's like a, ha a one and a half pause turntable, then a one rotation pause turntable. So it's like from the pause back to the pause. And then a one and a half back and in, and that thing is killing me. And I've gotten so close, like one or two times Ugh, soon, but that was definitely like a, a huge mental shout out to Parker Johnson. Cause your turntables are unreal. Thanks man. Appreciate um, it. And then third question, uh, what Kendama have you been playing most recently? Oh, uh, um, the sweet legend model. I don't, I'm in my bed right now. Uh, I don't have it with me, but that's my favorite. It's Dude. Oh my gosh, the shape. They got, it's got the uh, Christian Frazier legend shape or the boost shape. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's so good. Like sometimes I get a, I get a lot of damas and they're like, oh, this is, this is good, but it's not like, oh man. And well, once I find mm -hmm. that one dama and I just like, like play it until it's no longer a kadama, it's just a piece of wood and it's just. Destroy all damas. Yeah. Love that. That's awesome, Parker. I, I, I actually should get myself a Sweets Legend mod. I feel like if you've been in the Kendama community more than four years, you kind of owe it to yourself to buy a Matt Sweets Legend mod because he is definitely one of the most like driven, like corporate leaders of pushing Kendama into the world. His mm -hmm. passion has just overflowed into so many different markets and just has grown the game mm -hmm. like in a far vaster way than so many other companies have been able to do so far. And in a very unique way, like his, his growth and through MKO and through working through the EDM and the BMX and all those different industries is unreal. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. He's, he he he's is been, legend. Been quite an inspiration for me. It's just been like, he's guided me through a lot. So it's been, I kind of needed to get one, you know? Absolutely. So we're going to dive into the meat of the conversation here. And, and for those of you that are tuning in either live or you're tuning in afterwards, what we're going to be talking through today is kind of two big things. One, uh, we want to get to know who Parker is and his journey as a Kendama player from never touching a Kendama to now being on the Sweets team, one of the most infamous teams in the world for Kendama play. But more than that, as someone who is really progressing the creative game of Kendama, because that's really what it's all about. It's all about continuous improvement back to those Japanese roots of Kaizen is continually progressing the game and progressing ourselves. And I think you do that really, really well. Uh, and then in the second part of this conversation today, we're going to be diving in to what goes into creating an innovative trick or doing something new, the headspace, the mental game, what goes into creative thinking. And I want to kind of pick your brain on how you uh, get into your creative space for when you're thinking about a new trick to do or a new idea or edit or style or stuff like that. I think that's going to be really helpful for the viewers, for them to expand their horizons and grow their skill level and play as well. So to dive in, uh, I want to start with kind of a really broad, open question, Parker. What was your first experience with Kendama? Okay, so um, first experience, uh, I was in high school and my good friend Luke, Luke Leach, he was uh, in my science class in like, uh, I remember we were, we would be in a lab together sometimes and we like slowly became friends. And then one day he brought a Kendama and honestly, this was like January of 2014 or February of Fe uh, 2014. He brought a Kendama and I thought it was, I thought it was dumb and I didn't try it. I was like, what are you doing there? And mm -hmm. then uh, I didn't even pick it up, but then uh, I like, picked it up at the like the lab with you in science class and i tried it and i got big cup i was like oh my gosh and then it was like like i got hooked and i was like all right i'm coming over like he would luke invited me over to his place and then i came over and he had a couple kendamas and luke was pretty good at the time he could do like ufo was like his trick and i just was like all right i'm trying these tricks so there's 
in one of the, it was like a Sweets yellow ATAC he had, and there was a box, and in that box, there was a trick list. Like, you would pick it, pull it mm -hmm. out, and it would be like, beginner, pick up Little Cup Bonica. And then it would show, like, mm -hmm. anime, or the illustration. Mm -hmm. And then intermediate, jumping sick, earth turned bird. And then expert, it was like UFO, handle stall, and something else. And I remember just looking at that, and I was just like, all right, I'm determined to get big cup, little cup, bottom cup. So I'm practicing, and Luke is, like, way better. And I'm kind of a competitive person, so I was like, I got I to gotta match his level. I got to get to him. So I was playing with it. I was playing with it for, like, two hours at his place. And then I was like, I was leaving, and Luke was like, here, take us home. Like, try these tricks. So then I tried, and I got home, tried around Japan forever, man. Oh. And I got it. I got around Japan. In that in that same night, that same day. In that same night, got around Japan, and it was Dude. like that was. Um, I don't know that it got, I just got hooked, and that was in May. So this was May, the beginning of May, and like how how many years ago was this? Like how 2014. When, 2014. Okay, whoa. So six six years ago. Yeah, about six years ago, and and this was ninth grade of high school, or ninth grade, um, and. It got to a point where, like, every weekend I would just go over to his place and we would just play Kendama. We would, like, bike places and we would, like, um, film. And then this was right at the start, literally the start of Ken Club. And because I live in Bloomington, Minnesota, or I did mm -hmm. at the time. And Which is where the original sweet shop was, right? I lived about five minutes away from the sweet shop. So, like, okay, no way. We would go every Saturday. They had Ken Club right, literally right when I started, they started Ken Club. So I'd go over yeah, there. Yeah. And that was like such a drive in terms of like, I'll go over there, progress with people, hang out with people, and was able to, I guess, uh, just progress on a level based on like talking to people, you know? And yeah. Always with my friend Luke, we would like always bike places. And this was right right at the start of summer. Like we started summer, and it was just like every day we were like, "All right, I'm backing over. We're gonna film." And it was just like, and I remember my other friends were like, "Oh man, you're progressing so fast!" And I just like, I was just on the game of just progressing, progressing, and I got, mm -hmm. and I didn't really realize it until now, like how fast I progressed in terms of like, like an outsider's perspective. Mm -hmm. Now, like. Looking back, it was like June of 2014. I was like really starting to play. And by like August, my friend Luke had a biggie and I got a border balance flip on that biggie. Dude, and and so like, this, this literally was made of June. This is in your second month? No, no, no. I, I, this is August of 2014. So I was about three months in and I got... And you landed a border balance flip three months into playing Kendama? On a biggie. On a, on a big Kendama, but yeah. It doesn't then, matter. <laughs> That's insane. And then uh, it honestly just took off, man. It was like, but really what it was is I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't be without, without um, Ken Club, without the, mm. just like hanging out. It was the method to like be with people, you know? It was Dude, like. Totally. 100%. It is the thing that like bring us, brings us together. It's like a really cool I've got goals in terms of like, oh, I want to film. I want to get this trick. But like, I would, I would not be where I am without those people. Mm -hmm. Totally. And, and that's come up in several episodes of review already. Like the, mm -hmm. the people that I've, I've interviewed, it's like when you ask them the question is like, how did you progress so fast? And it's, mm -hmm. and it's almost never an individual inspiration to just push by yourself in your room. It's often because you had someone else with you doing it. Mm -hmm. And so whether or not it was Luke or later on, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into the conversation, how you and Carter met and how you and Carter progressed together and how you got connected to the Sweets team is like, for those of you listening, if you really want to progress your game and you're just playing by yourself, it's going to be a hard grind. It's so much easier yeah. when you have someone to do it with community is first, like MJ Ingram in the first. chat, Dama nerd host. He knows it. Like community is so important. If you're just playing to be competitive by yourself, you're going to burn out. You got to look at the community around you if you want to make it. So, so yeah, keep it going here. This is unreal. Like I'm so, I'm so intrigued. 
Yeah, so it was like that was the first couple months, and it was just really it was just and at at sweets for the kind club they had like a sweet certification system. So like this was developed by Sal Fratellone. I don't know if anybody here knows him. I I don't. Uh, he's a like oh gee he used to string kendamas at uh, the sweet shop back a long time ago, 2014. Now he lives in L.A. He's great, great guy, and he made the sweet certification system and Ken club. And what that was was also such a driver in terms of every week we would have a chance to uh, level up. So there would be levels one through ten. And, like, throughout the week, we would, like, practice, practice, practice. And then we would get to Mm -hmm. uh, Ken Club. And then we would uh, do the levels. So, like, obviously, everybody starts at one unless the person who's testing you is, like, I think you're better than level one. And so like examples of level, there was like 10 tricks on each level or so, Mm -hmm. six. But on the, on the first level, it was like big cup, little cup, bottom cup, like very, the easiest tricks. And then level two, a little harder around Japan, uh, around the world. Uh, Third, third level turntable. I remember was a big one. Everybody couldn't, like a lot of people couldn't, um do that one uh and then level four ufo anyway it was like i remember i got stuck on level six or uh level seven i was stuck on forever because mm-hmm. there was uh handle stall ring stall bird over valley yo and I tough remember, trick too and you get three tries ever for every so, trick so this is similar to like kente kente testing mm-hmm and once you okay. get the trick, you get the trick forever. Like, you never have to do okay. that trick again. So you cross yeah. off. But once you do those three tries, um, you wait, have to Car- wait. Carter's calling it out in the chat. I, he wing. says it's a wing. Uh, Carter got, oh, it was wing. There's another one, wing. Um, that was really t- tough. Um, but, yeah, that was like, I remember we had those for Ken Club. So that was also such a driver in terms of, like, I would go to Ken Club, me and Luke, mm-hmm. and friend Anthony sometimes. We would go there, and we would, uh, like, test. And then, oh, I didn't get that trick. And then we would go home. Throughout the week, we would film. We would try these tricks, like, really go at it, go to town. And then come back and, and be like, all right, I practiced this. So then that was also uh, so huge in my development as well. Uh, totally. Having some sort of progression system is so key. Yeah. Like, so I, I remember even when I started playing Kendama, like one, one of my friends, he got me onto the KWC app and that was huge for me was having a, like a tiered level system of tricks that I could look at and know where I'm at and where I can get to. And, and that sounds similar to what this would have been is like a progression like system that gives you like almost like a carrot on a stick to chase after, to keep your game progressing. And, and I think that for, for those of you that are viewing, like finding tools like that or a friend like that or some sort of a system like Kente testing or the, the sweets testing or KWC app is really helpful if you want some inspiration, learning some, some new tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, uh, it was really important because then also like me and Luke would go and then one of the first weeks, I, maybe it was the first time I went to Ken Club, I met uh, Gabe Youngstrom. Yeah, long-time friend, dude. Great Gabe, guy. who always win the, wins Yanks by comps. Yep, I met him first. Ken Club. He's been playing longer. He's he's great. And then Jacob Trouble too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Met those two guys. Well, that was a long time ago, but it was that was like the first. Like, I met Luke and he was there, but then I met uh, Gabe and Jacob, and that, that kind of expanded my. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the SWKT team would sometimes mm-hmm. come. The George, Marshall, Isaac, and yeah. And that was, mm-hmm. that was, yeah. So what is it? In the summer, I was just always like throughout the week, I would film, practice these tricks for the sweet certification system, go to the Kent Club. And that's really what it progressed. And then I made some edits. Um, yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about that, that journey of making edits, because because I think what when, well, maybe maybe I'm 
I, I don't know maybe well enough, but you, you put out an edit, your sweet sponsorship edit, which is really infamous, right? That's an mm -hmm. edit that, that really solidified you as like, whoa, this guy's doing some crazy stuff in the Kendama game. And now you're actually doing something really unique right now, which I'm super stoked about that I kind of want to talk about later on your Instagram is this challenge to redo some of the tricks from that mm -hmm. edit. Um, why don't, why don't we zone in on that for a little bit, that edit specifically and, and on your process there. But you, when, when was that edit filmed, your first sweet sponsor me edit? So that was 2015. So, so a, a year after you've been playing. Yeah, so I was playing for a year at that point. And it was like throughout, throughout that year, that uh, 2014, 2014 and 2015, early 2015, it was like the same. It was like, I would always go to Luke's house, film, we formed a group called Kenda Bros. It was like, we would, we would make edits for YouTube. Instagram videos weren't really a thing. It was only 15 seconds. So mm -hmm. we'd make like edits. And so it was like us, the posse, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, then I remember I was just hanging out with Luke. And it was like middle of July. I, uh, we went to the sweet shop and it was July. Okay. And, I, and Sal is there. Oh, we're losing Parker. Uh, while we wait for Parker to reconnect here, uh, two notes. Make sure right. you put comments in the in the chat and questions in the Q and A. We got um, Parker back. Here we go. Yeah, I'm back. Um, and Sal was there, and I remember I'm talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, uh, something's coming up in a couple weeks." I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, uh, "Don't tell anybody, but uh, Sweets is having a sponsorship contest." I'm like, "What?" Oh, so you, like, got, yeah. you got the like, early scoop on it. <laughs> yeah, and I got an early scoop. And so I, and that was like, that was like a week actually before and it was announced. And so I didn't really believe him. So I was like, I didn't think it was official. So I just, and then I saw the video like popped up on the Sweets Instagram or Sweets YouTube. It was like, mm -hmm. uh, homegrown contest, homegrown sponsorship contest. Uh, you have until August 7th to submit. And it was like, july 2nd so, so you had, had about a, a month so and you actually had more than a month because you knew like weeks in advance yeah so like uh i was in 10th grade at the time in high school so like as most 10th graders do they have a lot of time on their hands so so much i didn't have a job so i was like all right i'm gonna think of some tricks and like like do them like i'm gonna set my mind to do them and it wasn't What's weird, and this is always how it's been, if I do a trick or if I try a trick that somebody else has done or is similar to somebody who, like, who's done it, I guess, I get super frustrated and mm. I get really in my head about like, oh, this person can do it. So then I get like, I don't know. So when I do like tricks that never have been done, it's more easy in terms of my, uh, like, I don't know how, like how level-headed I can get because like mm. oh, nobody's done mm -hmm. this. I can do it. And then I set my mind to it. So I just remember I was just always playing in my, I was playing with Luke and I was just like brainstorming. And I would tell Luke like, oh, is this a good idea? Is this a good idea? And I had a GoPro and I remember the first trick I did was lightning drop, swap handle, and then clock handle or like rotate handle. Like a full, thinking, yeah. So like, like where you, you do the whole you, like, and then you like keep contact. Yep, just like yeah, that. just that. And I that's a crazy that trick. And he was like, "Oh, that's a great idea." So I was like, "Oh, I should do that." But I don't want to just pull up handle. So that was like the start of it, of like. And then I remember I went to Nashville for like two weeks with my family, and <laughs> that this was in the middle of it. And I remember I had this neon kendama with an ATAC Ken. It was so sticky, and I was outside in the middle of Nashville, and it was so humid, and I did this that trick that I just posted on my Instagram. The I was just trying this trick, this stilt, like the lean stilt, or tilt stilt, I guess. Yeah, the one where you, you have it just like, because that's the one that you were just filming, right? Where yeah. it's just balancing on like that. The spike yeah. isn't touching, which mm -hmm. is wild. I if remember, any of you guys are watching, try it. It's so hard. I Yeah, it's a hard trick. And I remember I was in Nashville. I was trying board balance, and I accidentally hit that. And I was like, that kind of stuck there. And then I, like, started doing it. I was like, honestly, in the in 
in the middle of it was like 90 degrees really humid and like i had an atac ken it was like soup it was a best setup for it and i was starting to like get them and i was like what if mm -hmm. i did this and like I, then i could start to hold it for a while and then i was like what if i flipped it back and so then i <laughs> put my camera down and i was like let's do this so for about three days i would film for about two hours each day on that trick wow but i was just i was set on it and that honestly and of all the tricks I've done, that was the trick that, um, I don't know. I, I think that's a trick that is iconic to you, right? Like that's one that, that if anyone ever does that trick, it will always come back to you to say like, Parker set this trick, which I think is just so special and unique in its own way. Like you set a whole trick forward. Like you innovated something. I, I don't know, like, I've, I don't think I've ever been in that place. Like, sure, I do, I do some tricks that are kind of unique, but, but what is that like when you see other people attempting a trick that only you had done first? What, what is that, how, do, how does that mess with your head? Um. I think it's, I think it's really, it's really nice to put out a trick that I, I strive to be a little, I want to stand out and want, mm -hmm. I don't want to blend in. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to be like, Oh, that's, I, I don't want it to be, they see that trick and just remind it of another person. I want it to be, mm -hmm. they see that mm -hmm. trick and be like, that's him. Yeah. 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 You know? Dude, we're going to dive into that. That is, that, and that, that I think is you, man. Like your, your whole last edit where you're, you're fine color. Like that is, that is the whole idea, right? Is standing mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. in this, like in this monotone black and white world, you got to find your color and you got to shine mm -hmm. through. So you stand out. That's so cool, man. Wow. Yeah, I, I want to dive in. Yeah. So I remember so doing responsibility sweets and it was like, I did it and honestly, I was just like, I don't know about these tricks. I was, I was very, at the time I was hard on myself, but like at the same time, like people were like, oh, that's a good, tr these are good tricks. Like these are really good mm -hmm. tricks. And I was like, I don't know if I can make it. There's Bryson's in this, Ocean's in this. Like, I don't know if you have been playing long, long enough to remember Ocean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's crazy. He's really good. And he I never remember how to say his last name. It's like Mommy Lamas or something. Yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard name to say. And then I remember submitting it and being like, all right, let's just wait. So I, I remember Sweet, Sweets and Wase judged the, yeah. all the edits. And it was like two weeks. And I remember being at Ken Club and them like announcing, like they put it on Instagram and being like, here are the people who moved on. And then it said my name. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I remember seeing Sweet Skadamas tagged you in a post. I was like, yo. Clicked it. And I was like, oh my God, I made it. So then I was like, at that point, I wasn't even thinking about making the next round. Yeah. I was like, oh gosh, I made it. Now I've got to think of more tricks and I got to think of something else. So I was <coughs> with Isaac Fine and Finn, who. Mm -hmm. They're both on SWKT. They're great friends of mine now. And they made it to the second round and they were like, oh my God, we got to think of new tricks. Yeah. So, and, and so how round. did that, yeah. How did that all end up? Did you, you ended up winning that contest, right? I, so what happened was Ocean won and me yeah. and a bunch of others were put on the focus team. Okay. 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 And uh, lots of, it was, it was really good. So Ocean was on homegrown and me, Bryson, Isaac, Finn, it was a large team. Yeah. yeah, there were a lot of you guys that got put on. Mm -hmm. and That's so, so cool. And, and so you've been on, so then you've been on the Sweets team ever since 2015 in some mm -hmm. capacity. Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah, we'll, we'll kind of zoom fast forward a little bit because we've got about 25 minutes left before Instagram kicks us off. Oh, wow. But, yeah, I know. Man, I, wow. I literally, I have so many questions and I wish this could be two hours. I. Uh, I've, we got to have Parker back, like for yeah. real. There's so much I want to ask you uh, all in that story. But two, two things I do want to talk to you about. One, to follow up on the conversation with Parker, or with Carter, sorry, from last week. Mm -hmm. And then one about your sweets journey. Um, in a short, like couple minutes, like two or three minutes, talk to me about your sweets journey as a team member there. What has that been like as part of a pro team and not just a pro team, but like the biggest pro team of the biggest company in the entire world. What is that? What was that like? And how, how has that journey developed? Because it, 
it it's just surreal, kind of mind-blowing it was great like i remember going to mko the first mko and not knowing anybody and it was like ah. but like i started like talking to the suites members and it was like a slow like all right i'm starting to get like become friends with them and now we're just like such a tight knit group of people like we all love each other and it's like this really good um like friendship and bond that we all have and it mm -hmm. was at first it was like a all right i'm on a competitive team i'm here to yeah. win, or i'm here to and now it's like gosh i legit love going to events just to hang out with the sweet squad and being yeah it there. doesn't doesn't does it even matter anymore it's like yeah i know it's like i am i why am i even doing these tricks i could just like hang out but like that I mean, it's it's a great. I love the Sweet Squad. It's great. Yeah, they're a solid group of guys, dude. Every time you, I like, I've been to NACO slash MKO twice now, and you guys are always having a blast, and you guys are always so fun. I love meeting each of you guys, and you guys are so involved in the grander community around, which I think is impactful. And I think part of the reason why Sweets has grown so much is because you guys are investing into the community. You are commenting and engaging with these kids that are like 12 years old, learning Kendama for the first time, and they're showing up to this big event, and you guys are like the celebrities there. And these kids look up to you. And, and the fact that you go to your way to go and encourage these kids as they're learning their first couple tricks, judging and helping, is huge in their life. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, when I was there, when I was, th I was them, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm a beginner. And I was so intimidated by all these pros. Like, I've seen them on Instagram, I've seen them on YouTube. It's like, and then am I allowed to talk to you? Like, surreal. But, then, <laughs> but then it's so hard for you as a kid to be like, I'm going to approach you and talk to you. It's like, mm -hmm. for us, it's a little easier to be like, hey, kid, what's up? Uh, yeah. what, are you, what are you learning? What, what tricks are you doing? Totally. Uh, how are you doing, man? And it's like you, you get them, you try to communicate with them. And that's totally. so huge. That's so inspiring for them. And, so, and it's not even like, it's great. It's a great time to get up, I mean, go and talk to them. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, yeah, it's really cool to have that opportunity to do that. So Totally. Okay, so we, since we don't have as much time as I hoped we would have had left in this episode, because it's been incredible, like, honestly, this has been so interesting to me, so much I've learned that I didn't know before uh, about you. And I think hopefully really interesting for the people listening as well, and the people that will be listening afterwards. So why don't we take like five to six minutes here and fire through a couple of questions that have been submitted in a fast, like a fast kind of like a shotgun round of yeah. sorts. Uh, Carter Justice for sure asked a couple. <laughs> and so um, if you guys are listening and tuning in, Carter and Parker are really good friends, both in Minnesota. Carter mentioned like he would call you his best friend. You guys play together all the time. And, and in your last post, I think when you were trying to land the, the lean stilt, like you can hear Carter in the background. So yeah. Carter, Carter asks three, three quick questions. Um, you, can, you can say you don't want to answer them too if you don't want to. Um, but Carter asks, first off, how tall is Parker? I'm five nine. I'm five nine. He's five nine. Carter's second question: What is your favorite onomatopoeia? Emma. Is that, a, is that an onomatopoeia? Emma. <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah. That's yeah. Isn't an onomatopoeia like a noise? Abba. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. It's it's not a, a let's go. What yo? Actually, here here's my fire qu quick fire question. What is your like? You just laced a trick. Instant reaction. Let's I always go, go like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes! I feel like every Kendama player is the same and they just say, let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, what is your favorite Latin prefix? Pre. Uh, P-R-E. Pre. Or... Is that a Latin prefix? Is it? Mono? I don't know. Mono? Who knows? Uh, okay. Seish uh, yeah. asked, what's Parker's story on C. Justy and, and how he helped him progress? What do you want to give us like a quick 30 second shot on your and Carter's relationship for those for those of you that want more on that you can also go back and watch last week's episode with Carter where he definitely talks a lot more about Parker. So yeah I uh, met him at Sweets the Ken Club and then we like we started working together and then we hang, hung out all the time and then we started filming and it was like it was just like I would do a trick and he would it was like me and uh, it was like Nick and Zach Gallagher where they're just always like mm -hmm. feeding off each other almost so that's it's just been like twins. A, just a constant we're both close in terms of skill mm -hmm. level so it's always been a um yeah what what was it like when both of you went on two different competitive teams do you guys <laughs> was there any like oh no we have to go against each other now no it was like it was great because 
I was on sweets like right when I met him. Or right okay. Before, right so you were always on him. sweets. Or right after I met him, I got on sweets. And okay. uh, it was, I've been rooted for him to get on the team forever. He's awesome. needed to be on a team for yes, longer absolutely. Than when he got on the team. So it was so not, a, not a competitive thing. It was great. Okay, so um, speaking of his team, Soul Kendama's owner, Chad Covington, put in a question. He asked, uh, if you had to host a Kendama event, Parker, what would you call it and what style of event would it be? Oh, gosh. That's, I might have to think about that more. If I had more time, I would, I would make a new, I would make a creative name. Uh, it would be somewhere in Minneapolis, some type of Minneapolis name. And I would, I would call it, uh, I would, what would be the style of the event? I would do it like Kendama World Cup, maybe? No, mm, I like something style unique. that. I don't know. It's more, it's like a blend of freestyle and like open. It's, I'm kind of getting almost, not tired of open, but like I, I like the, the fast-paced uh, mm -hmm. style of KWC. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Okay, okay. Uh, we got a question from Adams.39. He asks, what's your favorite player, Parker? Or who is your oh, favorite player? Carter, in terms of being a friend? Or Luke? Or George? I've got many favorite players, man. I don't have, I don't have a single... Almost the entire Sweets team are my favorite players. <laughs> All for a, true, a true politician. <laughs> He's got lots of favorite players. Okay, and yeah. Drew Manchu, one, two, three. Drew, the goon circle and He's moon crazy, circle man. king. He's got some gnarly tricks. Absolutely. He asks, who's better, Carter or you? Yeah, just Next say Next question. <laughs> okay. I don't like um, that question. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save the second question from Chad here for, for the end, because I want to dive into a little bit of the conversation on what goes into creativity. I think that you were probably one of the most innovative players because you have that mindset that you want to do something new and unique mm -hmm. every time. Like you're not looking to just match what other people are doing. Um, so I want to ask uh, the question, what is your mindset when it comes to creating a trick or innovating how do you get to a place where you're thinking outside of the box because for me i i think i get so confined when i'm looking at people's instagrams and watching their feed i'm like oh that's something i should do that's something i should do and i never think of like what is something that isn't being do done mm -hmm. how do you how do you get to that place uh i just like jam kendama and then like i figure out like all right find something that's like I got to think, uh, I'm like, all right, I've got to do a trick. I've got to film a trick and I'm going to post it. Also, recently it's been more about like filming and uh, like, how am I going to make it look and how am I going to make it? And I think about that before I do the mm. trick. And then the trick almost comes second. And so mm. like, I want it to be okay, like why? almost an equal part of like how it looks and what the trick is. I don't want to just be like a rock yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Okay. And so then I, then I set out to do the trick and I figure out like, I'm just jamming and then I'm like, oh, I can do Lunar this way. Or it was like that stilt trick. Like it was an accident. I was trying to do border balance mm -hmm. and then I landed that. I was like, what if I did this? So then I tried mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And that's really how it like becomes like how I get those tricks in my head or how I um, find new tricks. And then uh, I set out and I'm like, all right, yeah. I gotta do this. And I want, I want to post this, whether it does good or doesn't, uh, it's satisfying for me uh, mm. because once mm. you get to the uh, method mm. of like, all right, I want to, I want to satisfy others. I want to make sure that people, other people you are happy never, with what I'm posting. And you will never, never be satisfied. Be, you'll never be satisfied with the post. So you got to change. Never. That's a hard mindset to change or it's easier said than done, but like, that's yeah. so important. What is your recommendation to, to people out there, new Kendama players and players that have been playing for a while that are in a rut or that are in that crappy mindset where they're trying to just satisfy others. How do you, what from, from someone who's been in the game for a long time, someone who's competing at a very high level, how do you not get overwhelmed? Um, really what it is, is I guess I try to, I, a lot of it is with making new things because like <laughs> once you start at least for me, once I start to do tricks that are like, like cloud bounce, like I'm trying to do cloud bounce and I suck at it. And then I'm like, maybe I'm just trying to do this trick because everybody else is doing it. And like, it's like mm -hmm. popular. It's like this trick that's like really big. And like I did one and it's like, all right, 
but like if I keep doing it, it's not satisfying for me because it's not like progressing me in a way. Mm-hmm. In 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 terms of like creatively or mentally, I guess. So I try to like aim to do a new trick, and I set out to do that, and then, um, then that I guess really what it is is that's how I satisfy my um, goals. But everybody else's goals mm. are different, you know. Mm. Um, mm. I can't I can't say being creative is somebody else's goal because somebody else's goal could be to do those tricks. Maybe really mm. what it is is to maybe even write it down or figure it out in your head. All right, what are my goals? Do I want to do cloud bounce? All right, I'm going to do cloud bounce. And then let's say you do cloud bounce. You're like, all right, now I want to do a new variation of cloud bounce. And instead of like knowing it's popular or knowing that it does well, do it because you want to do it. Do it because mm-hmm. you set yourself out to do this. So it's like, it's almost, it's just a mental exercise at that point. Like I think I've, I've found out through a lot of trial and error that like, all right, doing these new tricks and doing new stuff is how I um, am more satisfied with the content that I create. Mm-hmm. So, mm. Man, that's, that's awesome. And for those of you listening, that's key. That's huge for you guys to, to get that in your head. Like if you are focused more on what you are satisfied by the tricks that you enjoy doing, you're going to find new stuff. You're going to excel. You're going to grow. You're going to get better. But if you're always chasing after what other people want from you, it's going to be a long journey and it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. Yeah, it's about and it's finding, not going to be enjoyable. Yeah. It's about, uh, I guess that edit, I tried to make it. Yeah. As you said earlier, it's like about all about finding who you are and finding um, what, makes mm-hmm. you stand out or what makes you yeah do. yeah tell me tell me about that edit because i think that edit was huge like i i loved the build-up towards it as you were posting those clips those different colors i thought that you like from a marketing standpoint that was ingenious like it was really beautiful the way that it all came together and then when you watch the edit i showed my nephew the edit this morning uh, and he was like oh why it's called finding color, but it's all black and white. And then boom, color pops up and he's like, Oh, and he thought it was so cool. And he's like nine years old and he gets it. He's like, Oh, it's about standing out. And he, he understands it. Um, yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your, your concept for that. When did you think that you wanted to do that edit and why? Yeah, I was just, uh, I mean, I've always tried to stand out and I've tried to be the, uh, a voice in the room, I guess, as you just said in the beginning, um, and I tried to, I was just brainstorming of like, all right, how do I bring this into like a video that includes Kendama? I don't want it just to be without Kendama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about how color is such a huge, like color. It's, it's, you stand out with color. You, if you wear bright clothes, you'll be noticed. Mm-hmm. Or if you wear more, uh, monochrome tone, uh, tones, I guess you won't be noticed as mm-hmm. much, um, and it's about, uh, yeah, the, the beginning is like all mm-hmm. black and white. And uh, I thought of like, uh, it's finding color dependent on who you are. It doesn't, I mean, like, it's all about like each trick and each place had different color. Um, mm-hmm. The main color was green in this shot and the main color. So it's... Um, I don't know. There's so many. There's so many colors out there, and you can mm-hmm. you can play around with them. You can mix them totally. together. You can uh, you can make a really cool thing with all the colors. And instead, I don't want it to be just black and white. I don't want to be gray. And I want to be mm-hmm. make your own color. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So two follow up questions from that. One in the chat, uh, Takana asks. So what do you do when you get stuck in a trick? Uh, I, I think uh, Takana is trying to get at like when you have a trick that's innovative that you're trying to chase after and you know that you can do it, but you're just stuck. Are you the type of person that just pushes and pushes and pushes until you get it? Or do you find a new way to get around it or do something different? Yeah. It all depends on the trick. Really? Like I get really frustrated at some tricks and then I just like, I can't do this. And then I, and then I'm not going to say that I've never quit at a trick. I've quit many times at tricks, but it's all, mm. it's all about like, um, coming back, I guess, and being like, all right, I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. And I've had tricks where I've been like way more dedicated to than others. Like uh, some tricks I get really frustrated at just not getting it. And then I'm, 
But then if I realize in my head, like, oh, this is a tough trick. And um, it's going to take me a while to get it. If I mm -hmm. say that in my head, I'm okay with taking a long time to get the trick. But if I'm in the mindset of like, I'm really good, I can do this because I'm better than this. And then I don't get it. Then it's like almost, it's like an ego oh, trap, it, you know? It hurts. Like it yeah. hurts your head. Yeah. And it's like, I've got to, I've got to realize that like, step back and be like, I can, uh, I can do, I can do other tricks. I can, or I can, I'm maybe not as good as this trick entails, or maybe I'm not as mm -hmm. home. It's all about the mindset of like, all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then second follow up question, then uh, this, this is one that I, I think, I think it'll be interesting to get your perspective on and, and to get your, your thought on who is someone that you think in the Kendama community has really found their color and is an innovating and just playing Kendama for the freaking fun of it. Like that is just living their life, enjoying it for what it is. And they're, they're broadcasting that. Like who is someone that we should all be following because they're doing that so well? There's a couple of people that come to mind. I'd say George Marshall. Mm -hmm. He's really found his stride in terms of video, creating videos. He's really good at it. And mm -hmm. He's really good at Kadama. And he's found that medium of like creating really cool content and also mixing in some tricks. And mm -hmm. that's also, that's always an inspiration. And being able to not just like post tricks and being like, all right, I'm going to film a, film a trick, but then I'm going to like edit edit this and also cooper cooper's just mm -hmm. always been that um i'm i've always i've like slowly just been getting more and more tired of just like tricks i've just been like just a trick no maybe not like maybe not just editing but like maybe you go somewhere the location mm -hmm. i remember a long time ago this really in a weird way it was just a minor comment but it profoundly changed a lot of how i make videos and make content it was Christian Frazier just like messaged me on Facebook because I posted a video of me in the kitchen playing Kendama. It was a GoPro. And he was like, uh, he just said like, stop filming in your kitchen. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I realized like I film in my kitchen a lot. And then after that, I was like, all right, I'm going out to film at places. And it was like, I didn't think anything of like the location, the vibe of the video, the how it mm, mm -hmm. You were just thinking about the trick. Yes. And it's really, it really put me in a whole different state of mind of like, right, I'm going to totally. go somewhere. I'm going to get this trick. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like I, well, so partly I think that there it becomes this like mental pressure. It's like you're going out when you're just sessioning in your kitchen. It's like, oh, if I don't hit this, I can walk 10 steps and go to bed. But like when you're choosing to get out of your house and go to a place to set up and film, it's like there's a little extra pressure. And I think you have that extra drive to want to land that trick or push the level. So sometimes when I go out and I'm with people or if I'm just even out in public sessioning somewhere, I land way more tricks. Partly because I just have that like psychological pressure that I, I, I can't go home empty handed. It's like yeah. you go out fishing and you're like, I got to stay out here until I catch somewhere. I'm yeah, not exactly. I get so frustrated when I'm like almost my batteries almost said I'm like, <coughs> I did not get a trick. But I'm also like, I don't want to just film in my house. Mm -hmm. so it was a little different at the start of coronavirus because it was like, it was like quarantine, but like, that's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. I think it's all about standing out. I guess. Awesome. So we're going to wrap up real quick here and we're going to do something a little special at the end. Uh, if you guys are just joining in or if you've been here from the beginning, you'll, you'll have remembered uh, that today's my nephew Judah's ninth birthday and we're going to surprise him at the end by inviting him in here. So Parker can say a quick uh, happy birthday to my nephew. He's just getting into Kendama. He got his first pro mod today. So he's super excited about that. Uh, and I just want to give him a little special encouragement today with that. But uh, two quick last things. Chad Covington asked, uh, and I think this is a really great question to kind of leave this conversation on. And then I want to add one more from, from Carter uh, that he told me I should ask you personally. Uh, Chad asked, do you wish more, do you wish sponsored players put more creativity into their videos style uh, or vi in their videos slash style of recording? Yep. hundred, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm, I'm getting a little tired of just on the, my feed. I just see a GoPro clip in front of their house and it's just like, it's like the same editing or the same 
Uh, same type of trick. And I, I, I understand it's tough. I understand it's like these are hard tricks. But I'm just the, – the tricks at this point have to be just mind-blowing to be like, oh, my God. Like a Nick Gallagher trick. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wish there was a lot more, like, thought into, like, all right, I'm going to make this look this way. And uh, I'm going to – because, like, at this point, it's just all like, – in a way it's all blending together. Like I'm watching these Instagram and I'm like, I'm watching these people and I'm like, Oh, this looks like this person. I'm, I'm mistaking each person for each, each other. And I wish, I wish people were, or I wish when you saw a trick or you saw a video, it was like you connected it to a player. And some people are starting to have that or starting to, but I really mm-hmm. wish there was a lot more creativity. Awesome. And then the last question in like 30 seconds, if you can, because I'm going to get my nephew to come down here right away. Um, Tell me the quick story about turntables at KWC, because Carter told me to ask you. (laughs) I don't know what the story is. It was Quint turntable. And uh, I was on stage and I did it. And I thought I did it. And it it was four. And I saw the slow-mo and it was like, I missed 144 points. It was crazy. What up, bro? Not much. Judah, this is my friend. What's your name? My name is Judah. Judah. Nice. I love that name, dude. Judah, this is my friend Parker. Parker is a professional kendama player with Sweets Kendamas, one of the biggest companies in the world, if not the biggest biggest company in kendama. And he's from Minnesota. He lives in the Minneapolis area. Mm-hmm. And, and it's your ninth birthday today. He's actually wearing his Soul Kendama's pin right Yo. now from, from his Liam Router mod. Um, for those of you in the chat and Parker, if you guys want to say a quick happy birthday to this new Kendama player with his first professional Kendama, that would be huge for him. I just want to wish you a happy birthday, man. It was, it's really cool that you, uh, you're picking up Kendama and... I, I wish you all the best, man. You got a great uncle, dude. Okay, thank you. <laughs> do you want to say Do you want to say anything to the people that are watching? No. No. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Well, Parker, thank you so much. We got some happy birthdays in the chat coming in from some of the people from Jubaka, Dama Levi, Kendama Adventure. That's huge, guys. Thank you so much for the encouragement. We're going to try and make this guy's day the best day ever. We're going to film some clips and stuff like that for him. We're, maybe we should make him a birthday edit. I'll get my camera Whoa. out. That would be pretty be cool. That'd be sick. That'd be dude. awesome. Well, Judes, thanks for popping into the review. I'm going to wrap things up here, and then I'll be upstairs in just a couple minutes. Okay. Right on, man. Can you, say, can you say thank you to Parker? Thank you, Parker. Yeah, of course, dude. Peace. All right. We'll see you in a bit. Dude, Parker, thank you so much for coming on the preview. This was so fun. I feel like we need to do this again because I have 101 more questions about your Yeah, I was like, at the beginning of my story, I was like, oh my God, we're almost done. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, we we were running out of time. I was like, man, it's like 1035. I was hoping to start talking about creativity already. And and I was like, but I just want to know more. And, and I think that that's awesome. And that's wonderful. Um, so then here, I'll leave it on this question. What is a way that people can get to know you better? Or what do you wish people knew about you? Hmm. Uh, just, I don't know. Um, I, love, I love talking to everybody, man. I mean, I don't know. You know this. Everybody knows this. I'm trying to think of something that people don't know in the economic community about me. Uh, or that I wish. Uh, um, I don't know. I wish... I'm a photographer, I guess. Mm. I don't know if that's a... People know that. Yeah, you, you have a photography account, right? Mm-hmm. What's your, yeah. what's your photography account called? Oh, TK Ripper Private. Instead of machine, it's private. Or photo. Okay, so, photo. so yeah, make, make sure you go and follow PK Ripper Private or photo, photo. Uh, after this. Yeah. And, and uh, K Tran Dama wanted to say, I love Parker as much as I love Red. I, oh, yeah, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, I, I don't know what man. he's talking about. Kevin. Maybe that's a secret and we can leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> a little, a little, little pleasure note there. Yeah. Um, Parker, 
You know, thank you so much uh, from me and the Konami community to you. You were a huge influence on so many people, on the creativity of the game, on the way that people come together in community. This podcast, this review is all about sharing Kendama news and culture over the warmth of coffee. It's about creating a conversation that helps bring people deeper into what's going on in the Kendama community and to the people that are at the forefront of it. And I think it's a huge privilege to have you on here because I think you do that so well already. And, and I wanted people to get to know you. Um, at the end of the day, uh, Parker, we are just so stoked to hear from you, to hear your story. And, and I hope to finally meet you again at the next NACO or the next yeah, event man. when all of this stuff blows over and we can just be together. Yeah, I I'm can't stoked. wait. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see everybody again. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, next week, we have Ryan Trostel, the owner of Pineapple Kendamas, joining us for next week's preview, followed up by the owner of Artemis Kendamas, Matt, a new Kendama company on the scene. So we're going to have some cool new interviews coming up with some of the Kendama companies uh, from the area. And then following that, I think we got Citadel Kendama, a new Canadian company. So make wow. sure you guys tune in and stay caffeinated. Thanks Peace. for joining, Parker. Yeah. Learned a lot about Kendama news and culture, and you learned something about someone in the community that you didn't know before. And at the end of the day, I hope this inspires you to have a deeper conversation behind this silly game we play called Kendama. As always, I hope to see you next week and stay caffeinated.